What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Thank God for Wrestling podcast. I am co-host number one, CJ McClure. I'm two of two, Johnny King. We started this podcast because Johnny King was on Bleach Report Community. I wanted to start one. I reached out to him on Instagram. and We are a month into this thing, so let's let's do it. Yep, yep. All right, so it was a crazy week in wrestling. A lot of stuff happened. We're going to briefly talk about uh, Raw. We're going to go through Raw. Then we you know have some NXT news, obviously, that came out. And then we're going to get into SmackDown. Because I know me and CJ both have a lot to say about SmackDown and decisions that were made on that show. And then we're going to do our special prompt. And today's special prompt will be our Mount Rushmore's. Uh, basically, like, overall Mount Rushmore and then our personal Mount Rushmore. But without further ado, let's get into Raw. Raw was it was a pretty good show this week. I can't much better than last week, hundred percent. Yep, yeah, yeah. So Cody uh kicked off Raw. He's in the ring, you know, talking about he wants a third match with Brock. And Brock, you know, obviously at first didn't show up. We didn't think Brock was going to be there, but Brock was announced to be there, and then uh Cody. Cody's mom was in the crowd, so you know how Cody is, all emotional, almost crying, talking about his mom. And he and Brock ends up not coming out. Cody goes over to his mom, hugs, and then we hear Brock's music, but we don't see Brock. And so Cody walks back, and then Brock's music hits again. We still don't see Brock, so Cody goes back. Like he's going back to Gorilla, and then we just see like a chair fly, and then we see just Brock like manhandling Cody, and then Brock takes him over back uh to where like over by the ring, he f fives him in front of his mom, Kimura lock in front of his mom, and he goes back into the ring, puts the Kimura lock on him again, and he smiles and he says challenge accepted. So we have Brock Cody at SummerSlam. As of right now, there's no stipulation. But it was just announced that uh, they're going to there's going to be a contract signing, so we probably will get a stipulation. We should. I mean, we we talked about it before. I think last week. I mean, there definitely should be a stipulation. But I think spice up the end of this feud. And you know, I talked about how there should be it should be two out of three falls. I think it would make sense. Well, I saw someone post about it. I can't remember. Just some wrestling pages I follow. I think someone like said that it should be a three stages of hell match, which okay. I could get down with. I, I could definitely get down with. Okay. Um, you, you know what I think it should be? Submission. That'd be interesting. Just cause... because only like two or three people have made Brock tap out ever. Kurt Last Angle. Time Brock tap. Yeah. And Chris Benoit. And Chris, yeah. And no think one else. about. Yeah, I don't think so. Right? In, in terms of like actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just Kurt and Chris. I I mean Undertaker won by submission back in 2015 at SummerSlam, but Brock didn't tap out. Brock passed out. Uh, yeah. So now think about think about Cody saying he made the beast tap. Or like a I quit match. If they did something like that. If they want to give Cody the win, right. I think they should do it where Brock has to put Cody over. I mean, and if well, I mean, if and if Cody won back in Backlash, I think Brock would be willing to put him over, assuming that's the route that they go. I know we kind of made an argument about how oh, hard times, and he can lose the feud to Brock, 
But so, I mean, I see both sides of him winning and losing. That would be interesting, but this is, this isn't 2003 anymore, so I just can't see Brock tapping out. I know. I, yeah, I, I understand that. I don't think they would have, like, I don't think, I don't know if Brock would even want to do that to his character, but I right. feel like if if this, if Cody Rhodes is the guy who's eventually supposed to beat Roman Reigns, then he has to do something that only few people have done, and that's make Brock tap. And then he can that's, use that that's true. with every one of his next feuds. I made the beast tap. I made the beast tap. You know how uh, Seth Rollins had the beast slayer? Cody Rhodes, the whole thing can be I made the beast tap. Right. I mean, that's true. I mean, not even Roman made Brock tap out. He's beaten Brock on more than one occasion, but yeah. didn't make him tap out. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I guess we'll see the contract signing. But it uh, segment as a whole, um, pretty generic, but I think it did its job. I mean, Brock, Cody was in his hometown, so of course he was going to get attacked. I think they could have done better. I mean, I think they should have gotten mm-hmm. Cody's mom a little more involved. Like, obviously just have Brock just beat the snot out of Cody more than he did, and maybe even have Brock get in Cody. Like, well, obviously attack her, but like get up in her grill. Like, hey, that's your son, right? That's the son of Dusty. And then obviously challenge accepted. Like have Cody's mom like actually like go and comfort her son. You know, but other than that, it did its job and moved the sort of feud forward. Um, I'm hoping that their last match would be their best match. Hence the stipulation I'm hoping to see. I don't blame you for your tweet of how many times can Brock break Cody's arm. I don't blame Bro, you for like- that. Yeah, it's like how many like it's his arm. His arm can't just heal and get rebroken again. Like it hasn't even <laughs> yeah. been like what three, four weeks. Like that's not how it works. Right, but I, I don't blame you at all for feeling that way. Obviously, the feud's gonna end at SummerSlam, but but it did its job, right? It it, it was it, it was generic, but it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, generic is a is a good great way to describe it. Like I just I don't know. I just feel like. There's only so much you can do with a Brock Lesnar feud because Brock Lesnar, he's like one dimensional in the aspect of like he's a beast, like he's just going to beat you up and you're just going to have to overcome it. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, he's gotten better with this character with like cowboy Brock and, you know, been more vocal and been on the mic more, but and not to get too dark. Uh, far on the rabbit hole with Brock, but I think it was Randy Orton or maybe Seth Rollins. But I think Randy, does, I don't know how recent this was, but it, they said something like, Brock is probably at the point where he'll disappear here and there for short hiatuses, come back mm-hmm. and attack a guy that works there full time, you know, 200, yeah. 300 plus days out of the year. Because what else yeah. do we really, not we, but what else do you do with Brock at this point in his career? He could still go put on like put on good matches and intensity and all that, but no point in making world champion anymore unless if that's really what he wanted. Uh, but yeah. well, what else do you do? You know, I mean, he is a bit in the later years of his career, but he could still he could still go. So I don't know what you do mm-hmm. other than dream, dream matches. Yeah, it is true. And then like I just feel like like you said, I feel like they should have had Cody's mom get involved a little bit more. Like I saw someone said like Brock should have like f5 cody's mom i was like no nah, that's a little too far yeah, you can't get away with that now yeah say the but yeah even yeah even like I, he he brock did give her a little smile but even like getting in her face like saying like 
like talking a little bit more to make just make it more intriguing you know just make right. it feel like this is like actually real and i like yeah. that we saw like the little sinister side of brock like smiling after he put mm -hmm. her son in the kimura and i hope that's what we get i hope it's a stipulation where we can get like sinister of both cody and brock yeah for sure i mean and obviously cody getting attacked in his hometown gives brock heat but i think he would have gotten more heat like like what we're talking about if he would have got more up in you know mama Rhodes' grill yeah so and then next thing we had was the it was a non-title match but it was matt riddle versus gunther and boy was that a hard-hitting match much better than money in the bank easily. yes bro i feel like i feel like the reason they did this was so they both knew that they could do better and even this match wasn't even that long and it was still a hard-hitting it was a good match dude and dude like Gun Gunther's chops dude oh my god dude he was training chops and then uh Riddle was kicking him bro it was like gunshots bro it was crazy I mean those chops are so loud you know I I often forget with like kicks like even Riddle some of Riddle's kicks and obviously the super kicks have the thigh slap but I mean when you really mm -hmm. just hear skin on skin with those chops you know Gunther dude. Ric Flair Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, et cetera, everybody that does those chops, like Gunther especially. I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it, you're like, like mm -hmm. you, you can't fake that, you know? I mean, you just got to take it. Yeah, like, and Riddle's used to it because he used to be MMA fighter, so. Oh, yeah. They were probably yeah. like, bro, let's just give it all we have, you know? Yes, I mean, great, like, great, 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 great yeah. match. And I I love the after uh, promo that Gunther cut after the match. Yeah. And then to end the match, they call it a they call his drop kick a Tyrannosaurus drop kick. And then he got the he's followed him up with the power bomb for the victory. And then after he stood on the table with the championship around his waist, and he basically said, Drew McIntyre, if you want a shot, you can come get it. But he said, Everyone will fall in line to the ring general. I just think, bro, Gunther has it all, bro. He yeah. he has it all. Like, like he yeah, like he has the in-ring work, the character work, the mic work, bro. He's just he's a champion. Like he will he will be the face of WWE one day. Easily. I think he'll main event night one at WrestleMania at WrestleMania 40. I think when he yeah. I think we kind of briefly talked about this. I think he'll break the IC title record, which he deserves, lose it. Just curious of who's gonna beat him for it, but lose it. Maybe have him win the Royal Rumble. I don't. I mean, I just maybe because like I don't know what they're gonna do with Cody trying to get to WrestleMania to face Roman. So we'll just we'll just yeah. have to see. But, but get uh, Gunther deserves it. And yes, I mean, and Gunther just makes everybody better. Every, almost all of his matches, SmackDown pay per view, the IC title have been great. He make it really mm -hmm. does remind me. I, I keep bringing this up of Cena's US title run back in 2015 when he was doing all those open challenges. I mean, when, and obviously those not a lot of those guys beat Cena with the exception of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, but yeah, was making everybody better. Even like even if it's just that one episode of TV, it's like oh, so and so can actually go and give him the chance. And Gunther mm -hmm. Gunther does that. He just I think he displays other talent too. Yeah, bro, this is a hot take. Hear me out. Okay. I feel like Gunther makes me care more about the Intercontinental Championship, then Seth Rollins makes me care about the new World Heavyweight Championship. Like, I'm just more invested in, in Gunther and the IC title than I am Seth in the World Heavyweight. 
I mean, he's been champion longer with that title than Seth has, right? So, I mean, and I like, think Gunther's just it, more... Uh, to me, it just feels... Right now, it just feels more important than the World Heavyweight Championship. Is that a hot take? I think that's fair, just because, again, he's been champion longer, and yeah, Gunther has his character slash gimmick, but it's just more serious. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know if this is a fair comparison, so to speak, but, like, Gunther it almost reminds me of Nikola Jokic in the sense of, like, I come out I, here yeah. do my job. I want to be mm-hmm. champion. Go home. Yep. I, he's like, I come I come to win. I don't care. I'm not a team player. I do. I lead, and I get the job done. Yeah. Right. I'm not here to amuse anybody. I'm not here to be friends with anybody. I'm here to win. And obviously, he's in a faction, right? But I, I just think, I, to your point, Gunther's just more realistic. Yeah. In my almost. notes, I literally have... No, you go. You're good. I was just going to say, it almost, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, has like the boxing MMA aspect to it. Like, I'm yeah. a champ. Come get it like, it's almost like... It's like, it's like his... It's Kate, like, he breaks kayfabe, like... It's like real. Like yeah. I believe it. I literally in my notes I said when he talks, you listen. Cause like mm-hmm. you do. Like I can and- I can't really take a Seth Rollins promo where he's laughing and stuff. I can't really take that as serious as I take Gunther's promos. Cause like like I don't it's- know. I just think with Seth, it just has to be a balance. Like, you know, Kurt Angle's yeah. been world champion, but he can be funny, right? But but, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. but he was about to funny and seriousness. I mean, I don't know. I just, no, I don't think that's a hot take. I think I think that's a valid take. I mean, but again, maybe not a complete fair comparison because Gunther's been champion for over a year versus that world heavyweight title mm-hmm. is just now coming about this year. Mm-hmm. But I, I hear what you're saying. Gunther's just more realistic. Yeah, but... I mean, going into what we're going to talk about later with the Seth and Finn stuff, I'm invested now, but we're going to get to that. Yeah, so Gunther took that match, and uh, after that, it was just uh, Judgment Day, um, little Judgment Day thing. Um, yeah, Jackie Redmond was backstage. With Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, and then Rhea ends up attacking Raquel and messing up her leg. And then once I saw that, I was like, "Okay, but they have a match later." So I kind of knew what direction they were gonna go in. But now I am happy that this might mean we get a Raquel and Rhea Ripley um feud. Same, and you know we we talked about that kind of on the first episode how Raquel eventually needs to be pushed. I say book Liv and Rhea for SummerSlam. Yeah. Have have you have them have a good match. Rhea obviously retains and then transition over to Rhea uh, Raquel feud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh on that note, <laughs> I think Chelsea Green is starting to grow on me. Bro, she's so good. We're gonna get into that late, like in a minute, but bro, her character, she's crafting her character and it's becoming something great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Judgment Day. Uh, after that, cuts a promo right after the attack, and then it's interrupted by Sammy and KO. They go back and forth, and then they end up. Uh, Sammy and KO end up putting a, the tag titles on the on the uh line. That will eventually be what we lead into the main event. 
And then we end up seeing that Raquel gets cleared for her match. So it's now going to be Raquel and Liv versus uh, Sonya and Chelsea. And then we end up getting that match. You know, I am a fan of Chelsea and I am a fan of Sonya. I feel like she's underrated, especially with the stuff we've seen in this match with her knee strikes and everything. Like, bro, she hits those very, very clean. And so it was Women's Tag Team Championship match. The match was pretty quick because it was pretty quick. I think it was around like, yeah, it, it was probably like five minutes maybe, you think? Yeah. Yeah, Something it was else. quick, but it was it was high pace. It was high intensity. I was in it the whole match. And we have new women's tag team champions. And then, bro, I'm fine with that. I think they're a great tag team to hold the belts until someone like Katana and Chance or Albafire and Ela Dawn are able to get back into the ranks. But, bro, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, they, they're like this. They go, they go good together. Yeah, and I'm fine with it too. I mean, as long as the belts continue to be respected and taken seriously, I think Triple H is he just hasn't been the best, which is tag team wrestling as a whole. You know, I think that's yeah. kind of one of his weak spots. Um, but yeah, I mean the match is fine. I mean, and it just kind of builds towards what I'm talking about, you know, Rhea feuding with both Liv and Raquel. Chelsea mm-hmm. Green's growing on me. I I can't lie. I mean, I, I know two weeks ago or whatever it was, I said didn't really have Maybe it was Maxine Dupree, I forgot, but I think I said like I didn't have an opinion on one of those. Yeah. I just didn't care. But mm-hmm. Chelsea's growing to me. I'm neutral towards Sonya personally. Um, I think she's fine as a wrestler. I think it's just her character for me. It's just like eh, it doesn't resonate yeah, with me. I don't, but I but I but I don't hate her either. So yeah, I, mean, I think her, but I I think she just doesn't really have a character. Like she had a character when she was a manager, you know? General yeah, manager. But, but now but I didn't she doesn't even really... like her as a manager. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah, I can. I I do like her. I like her. I I like her. I don't love her, but I don't hate her. I think she just needs to do have get more of an identity. I will say, I think her and Chelsea do make each other better. Their backstage interview, I was like, fairly fairly entertaining. Yeah. All right, and the next thing was Rollins. Um. It was a World Heavyweight Championship backstage segment with Byron Saxon. Rollins says he has big plans for the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam. And he says the title deserves a marquee matchup. And it's a short list of challenges, he said. But Finn Balor has earned a place on that list. And, bro, this promo, it was set up like an NXT promo. Like You could tell Triple H was in charge of this. And Seth Rollins starts off with Byron Saxton, and he talks, says Finn Balor is on the list. He earns a shot. And then we see Finn walk in, and Finn's like, I'll take it from, and Seth's like, I'll take it from here. And so they sit down, and bro, they have Seth, like, break character, like, almost. And Seth is like, this is the first time we've seen Seth this serious since the Riddle stuff. And like, bro, that I now I'm invested, brother, like, at first, I was like, "Dude, I don't know about this." Like, I just, I just want Seth to give the belt, get the give the belt over to Finn. But now it's like, I'm actually excited for this match. So the first thing that I thought of after I watched this segment in its entirety was when you were talking about how you wanted just bitter, aggressive, vengeful Finn. I was yeah. like, "Are we about to get that?" Because I there's sprinkles of that in this. We got it. And, and, and to your point, just when Seth, I mean, you could see it just 
it turned on mm-hmm. when like Seth leaned forward. I was like, yeah, this is what we this is what we needed. And I, yeah, me personally, I I I just love it when things are taken seriously. And I mean, when, yes. when Seth goes into serious mode, like he did with Riddle, like he could he has before with Roman Reigns and previous feuds, Dean, it's it's great stuff. So yeah, this segment was gold. Yep, dude. Like everything down from like the lighting, like the angles, the fact that Finn acts like he's leaving and then he comes back and just like starts beating Seth. And then Rollins Rollins is he he's this is the I just love serious Seth Rollins. We didn't get the obnoxious laughs that I can't take serious. Bro, I got a lot of heat on Twitter for talking to saying I don't like Seth Rollins like the whatever whatever his the visionary yeah the visionary is like i got a lot of heat but i was like bro i just can't take it serious like i feel like it gets to a point where it just feels too it feels too gimmicky you know but now we have serious stuff so i'm happy and i'm back so after that took place we look at the ring and it looks like a viking warship you know, so we get the Viking rules match, Alpha Academy versus Viking Raiders. Bro, this was like an entertaining match, bro. So I don't typically like gimmicky matches like this because yeah, all yeah. of this is just a no disqualification match. But I, I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't hate, man. And you're I think you're going to actually be happy with one thing I'm going to say, which I'll get to. But. Yes, very good match, very entertaining. Almost feels like the Viking Raiders are kind of making a comeback. They're getting a little resurged mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I get ahead of ourselves, but see, it it seemed briefly yeah. like the Viking Raiders of old. All right. Thing back scene to Priest starting to grow on me too. It, it bro, was something. I'm, bro, there's something there with her, bro. There's something there. It, it, it was something about the crossbody and then Chad giving her the jacket and just the thank you that she mm-hmm. did and how and how all the fans are going along with it. She sold getting tackled on the table very well. I'm mm-hmm. like, I actually went back of everything on raw. I went back and watched this a second time to see same, it again. Same. And just over, overall good match. You often forget how athletic Otis is for his size. Bro, just, for see, real. just, just seeing homeboy it, roll the around. Viking Raiders he, too, bro. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Credit or credit's due. Those guys are studs. And Otis has gotten a lot better getting reactions out of crowds. I got to yeah. give credit or credit's due there as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like you with Seth and Finn. I'm I'm back in. I'm invested in this now. I think even the thank you and the shush that Chad does is starting to grow on me. Yeah, bro. Speaking of Chad, Chad Gable. Dude, he would, bro, he... He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet, bro. Say what you want. He's one of the best, dude. The the fact that he did you see him hit the moonsault into yes. the into the the suplex, mm-hmm. bro? That is crazy, bro. Just the athleticism, the coordination, and timing. Gable's got it. Put him in the ring with Gunther. Put him in the ring dude, with Gunther, bro. Bro, he, bro, he. If anyone can take the should take the butt off Gunther, it should be Chad Gable. You know what? 100% agree. Like, 100% he's agree. the perfect person. He's a perfect successor to Gunther. And you can just build him up and make him a credible IC champion and eventually turn him to a world champion. That's how good he is. He's he's our, uh, he's our generation's credit angle, bro. Literally. I was about to say that. I mean, we, we talked about that before. I mean, he 
Olympic background, you know, his, I think it's Greco wrestling. He specifically did, or maybe legit wrestling. I can't remember. Yeah. He's athletic. He's got the comedy. I think Cody actually put in the good word for him back when him and Chad had a one-on-one match before WrestleMania. Mm, so I think okay. Cody, I think Cody said like, give us some time, yeah. give us some time together just a little bit. And those guys put on a good match. So Cody put in mm. the good word. Chad has never gotten a solo title reign. If I remember correctly, he's always been a tag team champion. Yeah, he has. I think so. Yeah. Which again, so, so is Kurt. So is Kurt. Yeah, but that is true. But yeah, I mean, everything you just said is right on the money. Dethrone Gunther eventually having the world title picture. Mm-hmm. So Next good stuff. Thing was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Next thing was Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Bro, why did they do this to Nikki? Why did they have her get squashed? Like, bro, the match was like 20 seconds, 19 seconds, something crazy, bro. Like, what is the point? Like, why not just get a jobber to do what a jobber does don't make nikki cross a jobber and look i don't i'm not the biggest fan of nikki cross i never happened but i know that she was great in nxt and she could do great things with her character now but she just doesn't get the time to do it play a little bit of devil's advocate and just say if you have just a regular jobber you know get job to jane uh, shana i just don't think it builds shana up that well but I, I agree with you. Why do this to Nikki? And not to devalue anyone else on the roster, but do it to a more lower card woman on the roster. Just hey, just just job to Shayna tonight, and then we'll have you do something else. You know, just so, someone a little more credible. I, I I'm sorry, I that, that can't that, I shouldn't say that because Nikki is credible. I guess someone just who 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 doesn't have to be like. When you think of Nikki, you're like, you don't want to see her. You feel like if she takes any more losses, she won't be able to get bring you back up. Right. Dang, why does it say the meeting's ending in nine? Bro, what? All right, I'll make another one after this. It's okay. Yeah, but if I feel like if Nikki doesn't do anything sooner, then she's not going to be able to get built back up. I th- yeah, that's what I was trying to say. But with that being said, it's so funny to me seeing Shayna getting cheered when she was the one that turned on Rhonda. And on that note, yeah. I, I think Rhonda, I took her a little more seriously with this promo. She's definitely in, in embracing the heel role. But Shayna just outdoes her. She's getting the better reaction. She's speaking with more confidence. Shayna won this segment. She's won every segment so far. Yeah. And then after this, we hear Rhonda's voice from the Raptors. Her and Shayna go back at it. Shayna says, I'm a better Rhonda Rousey than Rhonda, which she's not lying, bro. She's really not. But after that, Rhonda's like, I'll finally put you, be able to put you on a SummerSlam card. And then so they make the match for the SummerSlam. That's all there is, really. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it did its job, moved the story forward. I think Ronda had a good dig at the SummerSlam part, but again, Shannon won this segment easily. Yeah. And then after that, Jackie Redmond's backstage with Ricochet. Ricochet cut a pretty okay backstage promo. Um. Yeah, he said he wants Rick. I mean, Logan Paul to meet him in Tampa, Florida next week. 
And Ricochet said he will hurt Logan Paul's ego. And moved it forward. I think Ricochet's getting a little better at cutting promos, but he's not he's not there yet. Yeah, honestly, I just think Ricochet is this is gonna sound horrible, but I feel like he might be better off not horrible, but I feel like he just might be better off in somewhere like AW or New Japan, where he can just wrestling is like the main priority you know what i mean because he can probably do so so much more but he can get out he can get over with his wrestling more than he can get over with his personality i think new japan for sure because it's really yeah. predominantly just about just the matches and wrestling over there i think aw yeah. values character a little bit from what i've from what i've seen but i don't know just Ricochet has part of it, but he doesn't have it. If he can just yeah. get more confident on the mic, Ricochet I, can be more in the shuffle of, I would say, main event talent. Yeah, I feel like they they just need to make him like a complete poopy heel, like like just a heel, like a like textbook heel, like because right now he's he's trying. Like I feel like he's, he tries too hard to be liked. Like, if you want to stay in WWE, like, cut the flippy stuff out. Like, stop trying to get the crowd's reaction. Be a heel and don't care about what you don't care about what the crowd thinks, you know? I mean, and maybe that's just what he needs. Like, you know, I mean, go back. Uh, this might be the best comparison, but go back and look at The Rock, you know, super cheesy baby face. Oh, Rocky, my idea. And everyone was chaining die, Rocky, die. He turned heel, joined the Nation of Domination, and that made him better. That made Dwayne better and more confident. What Roman Reigns is now has been as the tribal chief heel much better. He's gotten better. So yeah. maybe that's just what Ricochet needs. I think we may have compared it, mentioned it before, to Neville Pac now. How Neville mm -hmm. turned heel and did less flippy stuff and actually more power moves mm -hmm. to not mm -hmm. wow the crowd. Maybe that's just what Ricochet needs. Yeah. Speaking of Pac, man. Blood and Gus was insane. I saw the promo that he cut, but uh, yeah. again, I, I I can't even get Raw and SmackDown live, so I, I just don't really go out of my way to yeah, watch nah, AEW. I, I keep, keep up with it. Keep up with it. And I heard yeah. great stuff about Collision tonight, but just I don't want to sit down. Collision, it was, it was great, but it was more of like a setup show for next week. Like next week's Collision is going to be crazy, bro. It's stacked. It's stacked. But yeah, uh, next thing was... Miss TV, Becky Lynch was a special guest. And really, it's not really, bro. I'm I'm done with like I don't even the fact that I don't even want to talk about it like shows like shows that bro. But Miss TV, Becky Lynch, Trish and Zoe Starks come out. In my notes, I say boring, boring. Trish says Becky has to get on her knees and say thank you, Trish, and tattoo it on her to get a match. Obviously, that's not gonna happen. Like what? But basically, yeah, Trish, they, yeah, you're good. Trish lost me in the tattoo part. I thought the segment was fine. It wasn't dog water. I liked seeing mm -hmm. Becky get pissed at Miz. I was like, oh, okay, there we go. We're going somewhere. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to say Trish has lost touch because that would be very disrespectful. But just this segment was not her best work. Yeah. And then I don't understand why they had Zoe win last week. But now they're just going to have Becky win this next upcoming week so she can face Trish at SummerSlam. So what was the point of getting, like, 
I have more to say about that whole like beating someone to just face them again situation when we get to SmackDown, but yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm glad this is ending soon. I just have Becky. Have Becky win at SummerSlam, win the feud, and hopefully, hopefully it's a good match. You know, hope hopefully yeah. we can at least end on a good note. Yeah. And then the next thing was um Shinsuke versus Bronson. This match ended early though, due to Tommaso Ciampa interfering. And then we see uh Tommaso Ciampa and Shinsuke in the ring. And Tommaso Ciampa's like, my bad, my bad. And then Shinsuke kicks him. And then after that, we go to Shinsuke backstage and Byron Saxon's with them. And Shinsuke said, I'm tired of people getting in my business. And Byron's like, what do you mean by that? And he said, Byron, I'm tired of people getting in my business. And then so we see like a he, like maybe like a heel turn coming for Shinsuke, which I'm I'm very excited about, bro. So initially I was like, okay, well, at least they're they're taking and running with their decision, have Bronx have, having Bronson interfered in Champa's match. So at least they're mm-hmm. Doing, they just oh never mind we're not gonna do anything of that like how Vince was so at least they're doing that I give them that and I get, you already hinted at it and I thought about what you said before I was like is a aggressive Shinsuke coming because if that's what we're gonna get out of this with the three of these guys I'm all for it same same so I'm, yeah. I'm willing to see where this will go yeah same I'm hoping we see I just want Shinsuke to have a good run because he's getting a little old. I just want him to end on a good note. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I want to. I want to see NXT Shinsuke, but more heelish again. Yes, I need King of Strong style. Like X. Yeah, I need Shinsuke when he beats Samoa Joe. God, that was a good match. Just, man, that takes me back, dude. Bro, I remember those, that summer. We're never gonna get those black and gold days back, bro. And it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. All right, so the main event on Raw was the undisputed tag team championship match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day, bro. Ain't no way I'm finna call this man's dirty Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. I kind of dig it, man. The dirty. Well, no, what? I mean. <laughs> Okay, let me let me it, clarify. I like it as a nickname. I don't like it if it's going to be a part of his name. Like when they started calling yeah. him Seth freaking Rollins, I'm like, so his middle name's freaking now? Yeah, if like it's a, bro, again, they put like dirty in quotations. Yeah, so that I don't like. I I like if they call him that as a nickname, like how they'll call Triple H Hunter or. I can't think of another nickname at the moment. I like it as a nickname. I don't. I don't like it as his actual name. Dirty Dom. Like, uh, all right. But anyways, it was a good match, bro. Like, they put on a banger. I can't. Even though, like, bro, I always say like Dominic moves in slow motion, bro. Like when he sets up the six one nine. You know how Ray is fast. He has momentum. Like. When Dominic hits you with the 619, you're it's like a tap. I'm like, bro, like really put something into it. Like maybe I just it's because like, he's taller. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like maybe Lucha might not be his might not style. Be, yeah, might might not be his style. Like maybe he's I, meant to wrestle like a big man, you know? 
I mean, he still can fly around a little bit, but he does not yeah. have his father's agility. But that's also yeah, because nah. he's like six six inches taller than him. Yeah, I tweeted. I was like, bro, Dom moves in slow motion, bro, all the time. But yeah, this match ends up being a pretty good match. But we do see Liv Morgan attack Rhea in this match for what she did to Raquel. And then she sent Liv, I mean, Rhea sent Liv over the barricade, bro. But that was crazy. But this match was, yeah, it was great wrestling. They put on a show. They put on a banger. It was well worth the main event. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got the win deservingly. Thought for a little bit that the Judgment Day would get it, which will go in. You know, I saw some people saying this. Unless they do a rematch at SummerSlam. I don't know why they just didn't do this at SummerSlam. True. I just don't know what else the main event of Raw could have been. I mean, yeah, yeah it's because like probably one of the send the crown hope happy. Because what, like, I guess Sammy and Kale, as of now, they're not on the SummerSlam card, so maybe they will do a rematch. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you got to put them on the card. I mean, they've they've been That's on. What I'm saying, yeah, yeah, they've been on every pay per view since WrestleMania, so they they, they got to be on. Well, no, that's not true. They weren't in Money in the Bank, but it's SummerSlam. You got to put the tag titles on the line. It's one of the big four. But yeah, yeah, I really don't have much to say on the fact. Yeah, great match. They definitely bounced back from that six man from last week, and yeah. I liked Morgan attacking Rhea. I I really think they should book it for SummerSlam. They probably will. Yeah. Um, just overall good Raw. No, yeah. no crazy complaints. Nope. So that was raw. And now the news, the upset of the week, man. The heist of the week, the heist of the year. Dirty Dominic Mysterio <laughs> beats Wes Lee on NXT to become the new North American champion. Bro, let me let me talk, bro. Let me just let me just vent right now, bro. I don't I don't know how I feel about main roster talent being on NXT if they're there to just take over, if that makes sense. Like NXT, apparently Nick Khan and Vince want NXT be, to be a third brand. They killed that once they brought in 2.0. NXT was le- almost literally a legitimate third brand when Hunter was in charge of it back in the NXT golden days. Then Vince and whoever decided no we're gonna change it 2.0 and then no one really cared about it and now it's just starting to get its momentum back and i just don't want like apparently they're doing this because they're trying to get a new tv rights deal so they want to get the viewership up and they want to be dynamite in the viewership which i mean i understand okay but don't like bury talent like wesley was a great champion he was one of the longest north american champions why would you have Dominic Mysterio, who's already established on the main roster, come down and beat him? I don't know, bro. I don't still know how I feel about it. Agree with all of that. I I do feel a little bad for Wesley. Um, I'm not super educated on him, but I just feel bad and kind of everything you just said. Like, dang, like yeah. You know, I mean, that who who knows what the backstage decision was like, but from my perspective, it's like, dang, that may have just happened like that. But bro, right? Like, and Wesley is a bro. He puts on banger matches. He's nowhere near the caliber. I mean, Dominic is nowhere near the caliber of wrestler Wesley is on. I, granted, they didn't have him win clean. Rhea uh helped Dominic win, but 
I don't know. I could I could understand this if this was like two years ago, but Dominic is now an established main roster talent who I honestly think would have benefited from time in NXT just to get his ring performance up. Because, bro, like, this was Wesley's, one of Wesley's worst match. Like, Wesley is known to make anyone look good. But, bro, this this match was just not good, bro. It was a cluster, just a cluster of horribleness. Like, Wesley tried his best to help Dominic make him look good. But, bro, there's literally a spot where Dominic tries to uh, body slam Wes, and he literally almost drops him on his head, bro. Like, it was bad, bro. I I just felt bad that this is the way Wesley lost his title. And then they had him on SmackDown, just like in the crowd, had to smile in the crowd like nothing happened on Tuesday. Like, bro, no, get out of here, bro. Get out of here, bro. Well, regarding that, not to get ahead of ourselves for SmackDown, I mean, yeah. they obviously did that. I mean, just Wesley in general and all the other talent because they were in Orlando to shot them out. But, yeah, I mean, just like – it's great to be here, guys. It's not like I lost my time yeah. or anything, you know. Like I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah like, that's stupid, but you got to make it more realistic in that sense. But I guess to slightly play devil's advocate, and granted, you probably watched the full match. I didn't. I just saw what I saw on YouTube. What I saw didn't seem that bad, but I'm not. I'm not going to defend it. But also, they say that's shock factor. A lot of people were shocked that Dom didn't yeah, win. Yeah. It'll get people talking. I actually have a theory, but we have to get the SmackDown first for me to go over it. Mm -hmm. I'll say it makes the Judgment Day look more dominant with them having more gold. I, I do like it to an extent of like Judgment Day is trying to run all of WWE, but do it in moderation and still have them on Raw most of the time. But I, I, I like I, I do like that a little bit. It makes them, in my mind, more respectable, more dominant with them having more gold and pulling up. But I do feel bad for Wesley. Hopefully this isn't a long-term thing. Maybe it's like, I mean, when Dolph Ziggler won the NXT championship, you know, that triple threat match, he eventually gave it back to Braun. This is a bit of a different situation. But when Solo won the North American title, he dropped it after a week because I, I forgot what Shawn Michaels said about the rule. Yeah, or whatever. He, but, he said it wasn't a um approved match, so Solo had to give it up. Okay. Well, clearly this was because Sean was on SmackDown, which we'll get to. But I'm willing to see where it would go. But I, I, I have a theory that we'll get to. And, bro, so let's just get into SmackDown. But I just, bro, like, what is the point of the draft, bro? What was the point? What was the point? Judgment Day. What was the point? They're on NXT. And then, as we're going to get into, Dominic defends the North American Championship against Butch on SmackDown. So we have a main roster guy who's on Raw come down to NXT, win the NXT North American Championship, and then goes to SmackDown and says, you know what? Let's defend it on SmackDown. How does it, like, where, like, what's the point of the draft, bro? What is the actual point? The, the, this doesn't even make sense anymore. It's just so intertwined. Like, what is, what is the point? The only thing I have to say is that at least it's not as bad as the wild card rule by Vince. Yeah, okay. That's, that, that's all that's all I really have. I hear what you're saying. I, I wish the draft was taken more seriously, like back in 2016, where people yeah. have, with the exception of the Brock and Randy feud when they were about to fight at SummerSlam. But mm -hmm. people that were drafted by Raw stated Raw. People that were drafted SmackDown stated SmackDown. There was yeah. only Whining when they had Survivor Series 2019, which I dug all that when they were showing up at other shows to promote Survivor Series. 
Like, I don't agree with free agents unless if it's Brock Lesnar. That's fine. Brock's earned that mm-hmm. earned that right, but I'm just used to it at this point. I mean, if they're not going to take the draft seriously, I mean, I, I mean, they're taking it semi seriously. I'll give them that. So again, it's not as bad as the wild card, but yeah. I'm just I, I, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then so Friday night SmackDown, man, it was live in the Amway Center, Orlando, Florida. Uh, we started off United States champion. Austin Theory's at ringside. Dude, I just feel bad for Theory. He's just, like, there, bro. Like, he's just there. Like, he, and he's literally just there until someone beats him for his belt. And then what do we do with him, you know? Yeah. But, like, like we said earlier, they started off, we see Theory, and then we see Wesley and Dragon Lee are sitting at ringside. And Wesley just has a smile on his face because he's happy to be Sitting ringside at Friday Night SmackDown, even though he just got screwed out of his NXT North American Championship. But uh, the start of this match, I mean, start of the show was the United States Championship Invitational Fatal Boy match. And bro, bro, bro. This is where the week got frustrating. So it was Seamus, Cameron Grimes, Rey Mysterio, and LA Knight. Everybody knew L.A. Knight should win. Bro, even the people in the back knew L.A. Knight should win. But as soon as I checked Twitter the, earlier that day and they said, uh, WWE wants a Latino babyface United States champion. I was like, well, I just got my hope. My hopes were up and now they're gone. Because I was like, that means L.A. Knight might not win. And obviously that is what we think is leading to Santos winning. But before the match, L.A. Knight cuts a promo. Let me talk to you. He said, L.A. Knight wants to go to a party that involves him, wants to go to SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer, that involves him taking the United States Championship. And uh, the three, there's, he said there are three men in the way, but they'll go down one by one. They'll all be saying his name, L.A. Knight. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe he will win, you know? But, I'm, but dude, something told me they're not going to give it to him, bro. Someone told me they're just not going to give it to him. And this is my theory, bro. I will forever be on the the Vince McMahon hater train, bro. Like, I, I love Vince McMahon. This industry wouldn't be anything without him. Everything he's done in the past, you know. But there's just like a changing of the times where you just have to change, change your views and psychology on the wrestling business. And Vince, as we know, Vince doesn't like who the fans like. Vince doesn't like when people get over on their own. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? They're probably not even going to give it to him. And then also earlier that day, I saw that they said the LA night push will be happening after SummerSlam. They're, they're just delaying it. I mean, Triple H said after Money in the Bank, big things are coming soon. Well, how soon? How, how soon? Yep. Like, please tell us because I'm sorry, but trends come and go. Like, and if they don't capitalize on this, people are going to eventually stop caring. Yep. Maybe, just maybe, this will make you have the fans be behind him even more and just make him more of a chaser. But that's a maybe. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, I, we, we texted each other. I was like, I, I don't understand. 
why have that segment of him calling his shot if he's not going to win? Yeah. Why? I, I have nothing against Ray. I have nothing against Santos yeah. Escobar. Nothing against those guys. It's just the this decision. And I I don't understand it. I mean, and the match was good. I liked the match. Crowd had a good reaction to it. Wrong guy won. So, I mean, I, I hope we are proven wrong. I hope something is in store for him. Even if it's on a title run, just something that keeps him relevant, maybe a feud with somebody. He wins the feud, good match. Hunky-dory, that, that, that'd be fine. And then goes for a mid-card title. Then world title, maybe a year or two down the line, whatever. But I... Mm-hmm. And here in the now, I, I I don't understand. I don't. And it's like we shouldn't we should not be mad when Rey Mysterio gets gets a win. Bro. But in this case, I'm mad, bro. Like this was not the right call. No. And they teased him winning too during the match. I was like, bro, it's gonna happen. And nope, they snatched it from us, bro. They snatched it from us, bro. And we shouldn't be upset over Ray winning, but. And the, I, and the only thing that can justify this is if they have Santo Santos turn heel. But other than that, we're just going to get a student versus teacher. Whoever wins gets a shot at theory. Cool. But the only thing that could save this story is if Santos turns on Ray. But I don't know, man. Ray won. So Ray is going to be Ray versus Santos next week, I believe. And yeah, we come back from the break after that. The Cavender twins are there because they're it's they're in Orlando, so they're talking about all the NXT people. So the Cavender twins are there. They haven't debuted yet, but they're showing them in the crowd. We see Jay Uso walk backstage talking to Tony D'Angelo. Bro, I love Tony D'Angelo. How do you feel about Tony D'Angelo? Yeah, I actually didn't see that segment, so I uh, I don't have any thoughts. Oh, yeah, it was just quick. It was just like Jay walking backstage, like. You could sit. He was. He didn't even say anything. He was just thinking about like what he's gonna do tonight with Roman. Right. And he sees Tony D'Angelo. And then, uh, after that, United States Champion Austin Theory walks up to Adam Pierce, and he's furious that uh Santos attacked him because Santos attacked him earlier that night during that match. Uh, and Pierce Adam. I mean, Austin Theory said he wants a shot at Santos tonight. He wants Santos in a match. Pierce said it should be for the championship. Theory says Escobar doesn't deserve a title match. And then Pierce makes the match official. So it's a non-title match against Santos. Even though we already think that Santos is winning next week to then face Austin Theory again. And just, I'm just going to say it. We're going to get to it down. But Santos ends up winning this match against Theory. So what is the point of him facing Austin Theory, if he's just going to face him again to beat him again. Like, what's the point of having the number one contendership match? You know, like, it, it, yeah. it almost reminded me back uh, when WWE was finally live again after Code, and it was like, this is a championship contenders match. You have to beat this champion clean. And then once you beat him, you get a championship opportunity against him. And that's back when Vince was in full control. And again, this was a good match. Santos was honestly on fire. But mm-hmm. what what you just said, what was the point? of They're honestly doing a disservice to theory. 
by doing this. Like I for probably oh. the first time I'm truly, truly defending Austin Theory. I'm like, you were making him less credible by this loss in this match. At the bare mm -hmm. minimum, at least half the theory win it. And that this wouldn't have been a super pointless. But now that I'm saying all this, let me get to my theory. Dom just won the North American title. He pulled up to SmackDown, called out Ray, my deadbeat dad. He might maybe I'm reading too much into it, but like he said, if my father, if he either said if or when, but like if my father wins the United States Championship, he's only be champion of the United States. I'll be champion of all North America, the continent. Are they about to have Ray win the title? Title for title. Or just feud against one another, but maybe title for title. And what you just said, maybe Santos costs Ray the title, and we get double champ Dirty Dom. Bro, if that happens, I just feel like that's I could I could honestly see that. And then but would Santos align with the judgment day then? Like or would he just be on his own as a heel? He would just yeah, that's his heel turn. Maybe. You know? maybe. Yeah. I don't know, so bro. It's just like I don't know, man. It's before we get to the end of SmackDown, get the end, our special prompt. Yeah, most matches on SmackDown this week were good, but it was just mm -hmm. the why behind it. Yeah, I like didn't why? Like it. it was just why go through this whole United States Invitational if you're not gonna have LA Knight win first of all, because bro. They're doing if they don't turn San if Santos doesn't end up coming out of this a heel and say he wins, whoever wins, the United States Championship doesn't mean anything now, let's be honest. And it's definitely not gonna mean anything else to the fans if LA Knight doesn't hold it. LA Knight could could have done you know for the United States Championship what Gunther is doing for the IC title right now. And in, in, in his own way, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, if Santos wins and he's still a baby face, bro, no one's going to care about that. I promise you no one will care about that, dude. He's just going to be Santos with the United States Championship. It won't have any prestige. It won't have anything. Now, if he if he turns into, like, the NXT Santos, okay. Back wearing the suits again, okay. I could see that. But they just had lightning in a bottle with LA Knight, and they just didn't capitalize on it. I personally don't even think Santos is going to beat Ray and and go and face Theory. I think because Santos already beat Austin Theory, he loses to Ray. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see, dude. Yeah, honestly, it's just like we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. And dude, the messed up thing is like, no matter how bad the product gets, I'm not going to stop watching WWE because like. I like, I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I watch WWE. I watch AEW. I've been uh getting more into New Japan. And bro, I watched Impact this past Thursday just because like I just like the I like the pro wrestling business. I like the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, they they know that we're still gonna keep getting views, so we can do whatever we want to their emotions. We can do whatever we want because they're just gonna keep keep watching. Still, that's that's the crazy part. Yeah, they'll 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 always make money. Yep. So after that, the next thing was he showed a replay of Brock Lesnar richly attacking Cody Rhodes. Bro, I tweeted this dude. I was like, I don't want my SmackDown time taking up by recapping Raw for like three minutes, bro, about what Brock did to Cody. 
like yeah yeah and i i just think that just goes to show just defeating the purpose of the brand split yeah like bro we this is smackdown there's youtube for a reason i promise you everybody knows what happened on raw bro i promise you dude by now it's friday everybody knows but yeah so after that we see um nxt champion carmelo hayes and trick williams are sitting at ringside which I'm, bro, they're going to end up, we're going to talk about them later, but bro, they're, they're going to end up doing some big things. Future is bright. And, uh, yeah. And then after that, uh, we get, um, Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky. So Charlotte comes to the ring. There's another commercial break. And then we see NXT Women's Champion, Tiffany Stratton. I'm a big Tiffany Stratton fan. And her and Charlotte, bro, could end up having a banger of a match in the future. Are you you watch not, Tiffany Stratton? Not really. I I don't really I remotely pay attention to NXT, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't really have an opinion bro, on her. Yeah, you're not missing anything, bro. NXT has been like, yeah. But yeah, she's the current NXT Women Champion. And then yeah, so Charlotte Flair versus Eel Sky. Um, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad match. Like, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy, but we during the match we do get uh Bailey's at ringside with EO, and Bailey ends up leaving because Shotzi appears on Titan Tron and gives this like cryptic like video package. So Bailey gets scared and she leaves. And I know like the whole reason for Shotzi cutting off her hair is because her sister has cancer. And stuff, but like, bro, I don't know if like it's just me or I just can't take the Shotzi Bailey thing serious. Like, it just felt so like I don't know. Like, even Bailey's reaction to the video, like you could tell she was trying to be scared, and it looked like she was trying to be scared. You know what I mean? Don't really care about it. I think there's yeah. a there's a good amount of potential with Shotzi. Like, you know, Shotzi riding the tank was really cool, but Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I I don't really have much thoughts on it. I just don't really care about it. It's yeah, to your point, it's hard to take it seriously. Yeah. But then Bailey leaves, so Eels by herself. Charlotte ends up getting the pinfall victory. But after the match, Oscar attacks her from behind with the German suplex and Oscar hits a running knee. Before applying the arm bar, the referee pulls her off. Asuka celebrates with her title. And then in two weeks, we get to know that Asuka will defend her title in a triple threat match against Charlotte and Bianca at SummerSlam. How do you feel about that? It's fine. I think it'll be a good match. I hope Bianca turns heel, like we've already talked about. I think Asuka should win and retain. And I thought EO versus Charlotte again, it was an okay match. You know, initially I was like, why have Charlotte win? Because EO's Miss Money in the Bank. But I but really, you don't have to look that strong as Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank when you could become yeah. world champion just like that. So and yeah, also and if Charlotte's if Charlotte's gonna wrestle with SummerSlam, then she needs to be looking strong going into it too. Mm-hmm. And so after that happens, they show the replay of Dominic defeating Wes Lee on NXT this past Tuesday. Then we get a backstage segment with Caleb Braxton. 
And she's backstage with Dirty Dom and Rhea Ripley. Dominic says he wants to show his deadbeat dad what a real champion looks like. Even if his father wins the next match, he says he'll only he'll only be champion in the United States. And Dominic is the champion of all North America. And then we see Butch come in. And Butch wants Dominic to put the title on line against him tonight. Dominic says he's not dressed to compete. But then we see Shawn Michaels appear. And HBK says the match will be excellent for SmackDown. So that's match is made official. We need Pete Dunn back. It was yes. good to see Sean. Yes. It's always good to see Sean. It, it sucks seeing our childhood legends get older as we get older. I know, bro. But... Like, he looks old too, bro. Sad, bro. Yeah. I, you, you often forget just how obviously, I mean, it's scripted and whatnot right but they're still putting their bodies on the line it's obviously not mma and boxing but they're still getting hurt i mean mm -hmm. it takes a toll you know like i remember seeing like on stone cold show with him and undertaker and specifically when they were doing like their shot of whiskey and their cheers like just the mm -hmm. like the way you could just see the way that they move you know yeah. just it takes it takes a toll like they yeah. have to stretch every day and probably do yoga so they're not Mm -hmm. You know, like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, you know, I just don't like all the brands mixing together, bro. I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't know. But after that match is made official, we get a little video package and we see uh, Roman Reigns. He's seated backstage with Paul Heyman, Sosa Cole looking at him, like just eyeing his every move. Roman stares up. He stares at Solo, who eventually looks away. And that leads to, you know, tonight Roman will be making his decision on cousin on Jay Uso's SummerSlam challenge later tonight. And then we get the Austin Theory versus Santos Escobar match. But before that, there's a little video package of Bailey goes to her uh, locker and she sees her suitcase and there's a picture of uh Bailey with scissors through it, which I guess Shotzi put there. So, you know, just a little adding on to that story. And then it's a non-title match, United States Champion Austin versus Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar gets the win. This brings us back to the conversation of, like, what was the point, you know? Okay. I mean, and again, the match was good. Santos looked yeah. good again, but yeah. what was the point? Dude, like, Theory is... Theory is a good wrestler bro yes and he's put on good matches he, yeah you know after money the his money in the bank cash in last year which is an absolute travesty but the, but him winning that contract was also vince's last haha you gotta deal with one of my stuff mm -hmm. you know and so triple h i guess did what he could i'm not gonna say the best he could but he did what he could mm -hmm. but then he got built back up no more of the selfie thing which drove me nuts won the title back, defending it on Raw fairly frequently. I was like, good. Theory theory is respectable now. But then just mm -hmm. ever since WrestleMania, you know, when he beat Cena, which I know we talked about before, how John's body is right now, that match was all right. Just yeah. theory, like you said, theory's just there. I mean, they're really, yeah. they're doing him. I don't know whether to blame him or the creative, but I feel like creative is just doing him a disservice. Nah, bro, it's creative. It's creative. Yeah. Like at this point, dude. 
so remember what I said? I said if LA Knight doesn't win, bro, I give up on WWE Creative, and I've completely given up, dude. I just let them do what they do now. But after that, we see a little backstage segment of Bobby Lashley meeting with Carmelo Hayes and Trigger Williams. And we forgot to mention that last week, we saw Bobby Lashley with the Street Profits. He invited the Street Profits. He picked them up. So I'm guessing, I'm hoping there is a Hurt Business in the making. And bro, was Bobby Lashley the Street Profits, Carmelo, Trick, and if they add Bianca, turn Bianca Hill and add Bianca, bro, they could have a crazy strong faction, bro. Her business was awesome when they did that back in the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it made uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton more credible and respectable. That is a lot, though, with six people in a faction. It would be good. It probably would be good. It would be dominant. Don't get me wrong. I, I guess for me, I'd rather see, no offense to Trick, but I would rather pro- see Bobby, the Street Profits, and Carmelo or Bobby and the Street Profits maybe uh, have a reunion with MVP and bring in Omos. I feel like maybe okay. Omos could benefit benefit from a faction. We see where, but, bro, if... If there's if there's Carmelo, there has to be Trick in my eyes. I don't like bro, for that. Trick Mellow, bro. Trick Mellow. They're like this. And bro, Trick can talk. He he's great on the mic, bro. He's a man of he's a man of words. He knows how to put words together. Him and Mellow together, bro. Like even if he's just Mellow's like manager or whatever, like I don't know. I just feel like they could be. Like, imagine they do, like, a Survivor Series match of, like, the Hurt Business versus the Judgment Day. You know, and while I'm, while you just said that, I'm thinking, maybe do include Trick, and Trick is their MVP. Yeah. hmm Yeah. I think yeah, that could work. He can go on the ring, too, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, he, bro, That's he cool. has, like, a, he has, like, a similar moveset to Booker T. Like, because they're the same stature and everything. And, like, he has like a lot of Booker T esque like ring uh, presence, which yeah, I mean, I mean makes I've sense because yeah, I mean, for what I've seen, Trick Trick seems like the real deal. Yeah, bro, he's he's good, man. But yeah, I hope that comes into fruition. And then the NXT North American Championship match: Dirty Dominic Mysterio uh, versus Butch, and of course Dominic has Mommy real with him at ringside. Dude, a lot of stuff happened in this match. Like, we see Pretty Deadly <laughs> coming in this match. I'm a Pretty Deadly fan, bro. I stand with Pretty Deadly. But I just wasn't a fan, like, fan of what they did, you know. But, yeah, because El- Elton Prince got – he actually got hurt in real life, so he was brought out in a wheelchair. But, yeah, bro, um, I don't really have much to say about this, I'm going to be honest. It's just – I don't really, I don't think, like, why are we do, in the main of, is it, wasn't that the main event? Yeah, it was the main event, like, match. Why are we even defending the North American Championship between two main roster guys on Friday Night SmackDown? You know, I mean, back in... 2019 when all those main roster guys got stuck over in Europe so they brought up NXT to come wrestle the guys that were still on the main roster and mm-hmm. Adam Cole defended the NXT title 
they did that because they had to do that. But it also yeah. builds up Survivor Series. They didn't really have to do this. So we're, we're kind of, we're coming back in a circle on this episode. It's just like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, well, how does Shawn Michaels have authority on SmackDown? He's well, the general manager of NXT. Brother, you and me are both wondering. Right. So, I mean, it's, it just makes you feel like nothing forced. matters anymore. WWE, yeah, WWE is a free for all. Yeah, I just. I, I've just come to the acceptance that they don't take the brand split seriously. So, like, that's why I just don't have super strong feelings about it. But, I mean, but I completely agree with you. And the match as a whole, I thought it was fine up until the end. It almost seemed botched, like, when he was going for the cover. And uh, I don't know that ref's name. She was like, it's like the ropes mm-hmm. right there, ropes. And, I mean, and obviously, she's just doing her job, right? I mean, like, the referees mm-hmm. do. I mean, they do go along with it. But at the same time, they do have a job to still be the referee, and they always got to try and count to three, whether mm-hmm. they forget to kick out or not. But I was just like, yeah. bro, come on. I'm like, realistically, Butch would have kicked out and with the time that he was given when Dom's trying to get into the cover and he was too close to the row. It just seemed very rushed towards the end. And I yeah. I don't like pretty deadly right now. Maybe I will eventually. So when I saw that, I was like, get them off my screen, please. Yeah, you know, I mean... Hey, I like Pretty Deadly. I just don't know. Like, there's they should like this whole whatever they did on the match. It didn't have any, you know. Yeah, and and to each their own. I just can't take him seriously. Yeah. All right. So now we get to the last bit of SmackDown. Roman Reigns and Jay Uso will them engagement. So they start off. Roman comes to the ring. Jay's waiting for him in the ring. They sit down at the table. Roman looks at Jay says, uh, you still want to do this? And Jay says, yeah, I still want to do this. He said, I'm supposed to do this. You're making me do this. You called the shot. Jimmy's in the hospital. So now, Roman, I've got to get you. Reigns looks at him and he, bro, he calls him little Jay, bro. Little Jay. The disrespect is crazy. The disrespect is crazy. And then... Roman says, Jay is just a soldier, a pawn in the game. Reigns slaps the microphone down, pulls a contract over. Reigns laughs until he hears the crowd going, Uso, Uso. Reigns signs the contract for a championship match at SummerSlam. Jay grabs a contract and he rips it up. Jay says they don't need a contract. He said this contract is written in blood. He said this is tribal combat now. So this is like beyond WWE. This is beyond signing a WWE contract. This is blood. This is a tribal combat. And he says, when uh, Jay says that, like, Reigns was like, did the elders know about this? And Jay says, yeah, it was their idea. So now my question is, do we see the elders at SummerSlam? That'd be pretty cool. Right? You know, I was thinking, too, but this probably would have been better for maybe earlier this summer. Do we see Rikishi? Bro, right? Do we? Do we, bro? That, that'd be pretty cool. Or maybe maybe, yeah. maybe maybe Rikishi pulls up to SummerSlam too and watches it. Bro, and he, bro, this is a really, really far stretch. But you know, like the Hollywood, the writers and the actors strike going on? You know what I'm talking about? 
I know you're going with this. I bro. Okay. I, before let me just let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. I good point with the strike that's going on, but let me just stop you right there before you continue. I have lost hope and lost interest for Rock versus Roman. I would still you love lost to interest see it. in it. Okay, maybe that's a little too far. Okay, I think, okay, 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 okay. That's not I okay. Understand. I'm sorry. Went went too far. I just lost hope. I'm not getting my hopes up again for it. The perf in my mind, the perfect time for it to happen was it was it WrestleMania this year because WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Dwayne transitioned to Hollywood. Yeah, but. Cody versus Roman was still phenomenal. However, maybe Rock coming back, maybe for Survivor Series, because that's where he debuted, maybe for the Royal Rumble, because that's a big pay-per-view, mm-hmm. too, would work. I'm just not getting my hopes up for it, man. And I guess in a while on the subject, not to go too far in the rabbit hole. Supposedly, so Rock and Grayson Waller have actually had a few interactions on Twitter. Yeah, Some people we forgot, to, we forgot them, to mention that, too. It's true. Because Grayson but, called him out on SmackDown. He did, but some people are, the rumor is that maybe Grayson has a segment at SummerSlam, Rock pulls up to it and is mm-hmm. a, and is a ho- is a guest, and apparently some people are saying that Rock is seeking public, or po- a positive attention, because people are clowning on him for going back to Fast and Furious, and people are clowning oh, on him okay. for the, for the, for the, for the I didn't know why. Well, it was, the, I think it was that, and they were also, cl- like, crapping on him for I guess the XFL lost a lot of money despite being back oh, for this okay. season. But in okay, my mind, okay. I'm like, I'm like, who cares? Yeah, I'm like, I don't... who cares that he went back to Fast and Furious? I mean, quite frankly, I love Dwayne, but I think as, as, as us wrestling fans can say this, he's just acting himself when he's in yeah, movies. He's, bro, he's not a good actor, bro. He, he's an, I think he's better than Cena and Batista so far. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay. <laughs> Batista is the best. Is the best actor, wrestler turned actor. Batista is the best. Then, <laughs> then the rock's at the bottom. Like pure, like based off of no, like pure getting a role. Bro, at the bottom, bro. You think so, bro. <laughs> but like think of, but like I enjoyed John way more in the Peacemaker and stuff compared to I enjoyed Rock and bro. Rock, Black Adam was so bad. It was so bad. Black Adam, so all, bad, Black Adam was all Black Adam was all Black Adam was a junk food movie. That's my analogy. Yeah. Good entertainment, but not a good movie. Yeah. Like that's that's I can that. I can take John Cena more serious in a role than I can The Rock, bro. Definitely. I take Rock more seriously than John. That's I think John crazy. is getting I think John's getting okay. Wow. This is like the first time we fully disagree yeah. on something. <laughs> I, I think Batista's getting okay. We're going down a rabbit hole. I think Batista's getting better. I liked him in a knock at the uh, ca- cabin of the woods, bro, knock at the cabin, was, whatever it that was. That was great. Knock at the cabin. That was great. It, it, he, he did good in that. I just think as a and Batista could prove me wrong, but I just think Batista has just been kind of that bad, you know what character in a movie, and he's just a good Drax in my mind. Okay, yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people think of him that way. That's why he said he's done with Marvel, because he doesn't want that to be his legacy. I don't blame him for that. I But I just yeah. think Dwayne is just so much more charismatic than the both of them that he's more willing to get by. Maybe that's just why I can yeah, take I, more I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So oh. didn't mean to go down the rabbit hole, but yeah. that, kind of close up to what I'm ending it with, with Rock is that would I love to see that match happen? Absolutely. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, Dwayne doesn't owe WWE anything. I think we all need mm-hmm. to understand that. He doesn't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. And we really don't know where he's at ring shape wise. He looks great, obviously, yeah. in terms of muscles, but we don't know where he's at with that. But could he return? Before WrestleMania, because I think it's still going to be Roman versus Cody, WrestleMania again. Sure, and that'd mm-hmm. be awesome, but I don't want to get up. Yes, I don't want to get off topic, but, bro, I do not want to see. I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't care about Cody versus Roman anymore. I don't care. I don't care. I really just don't. They lost the momentum to me. And I, I don't care if Cody, if Cody doesn't beat Roman or not anymore. Like, I don't know, man. Well, that's just, that's, that's, that's another video for a different day. Yeah. Jay says tribal combat means anything goes. He said I can uh light him up with a stick. He can hit him with a chair, put him through the table. He can even grab the lady's slipper in the crowd and hit him with it. And bro, Roman couldn't hold the laugh in. Solo was trying hard to hold it in. Solo kept it, but Roman had to just he, Roman had to play it off and let him let him laugh. But yeah, um, Reigns tells Orlando and little Jay to shut their mouths. He said the tribal chief is talking now. Rain says this is not his first rodeo. He's run this place for over a decade now. Reigns puts the United the Undisputed W Championship on the table and says it doesn't mean anything to him. He says Reigns Rain says he wants to fight now. Uh, Jay reiterates that this is tribal combat. The crowd chants something I don't even know because the fox blurted out or bleeped it out or whatever. Um, Rain starts to look emotional and he takes the lay from around his neck and he puts the lay on the Undisputed. WB Universal Championship. And then Ray, Reigns, and Jay come up to the front and they put their heads together and shake their hands. Like a sign of respect. Like best man will win. This is this is bigger than anything WWE. This is this is our family's sake. This is tribal combat. This is blood. And then Reigns looks into uh Jay's eyes before walking off. And as he leaves the ring, Solosico tries to hit. Um, Jay with the Samoan spike, but Roman grabs Solo before he could do it. And then Jay super kicks Solo. So it's almost like, like, bro, Roman still cares about his family. He still cares. We get to see that little bit of whatever, that grace of Roman's humanity. It's, it's still there. Because if it wasn't there, he would have let Solo Samoan spike him. But the respect came in roman yeah i mean roman still loves his family but like i mentioned before i mean he just wants to do things his way he may not like or respect his family at times obviously there was respect in this case because this was clearly like a samoan thing with it being tribal yeah. combat mm-hmm. which is why i think he put the lay on it too because clearly whoever wins will be tribal chief if the elders uh, suggested this idea Go back, uh, sorry, my, my mind, you're blank. Go back just a little bit before with a segment with Solo and Roman. I just the mm-hmm. remember my theory of does the lay corrupt? Solo just looking at the lay, mm-hmm. looking at it as Roman was holding it. Mm-hmm. Remember, he held it briefly and the power, like you talked about. I just want to point out that detail. Yeah, I still think this is a good segment, but this might be a hot take. I don't know, a lot of this felt forced to me. Bro, yeah, I feel like they're just kind of they're trying to wrap it up to get to the next thing, whatever that it next felt, thing is. It felt forced and it felt rushed, yeah. just a little bit to me. Yeah, because um, 
I guess they're just showing how I guess the fact that it's like that it they wanted to show how much more intense because it's family how much more serious they're taking it like tribal combat means it's serious they have to put everything else aside you know what I mean right. I just I hate okay no disqualification no holds barred and extreme rules is all the same thing so mm -hmm. Clearly, at least from what Jay's description was, that's just all it's going to be is no holds barred. Yeah. Unless if they're going to add some Samoan spice to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the match is still going to be great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on the match. and I, I'm, It's yeah. going to be fine. But just, oh, it's tribal combat. You're, you're just adding that for the story. It's not going to be... Yeah, I could be wrong, but it's not going to be a special gimmick. It's just going to be yeah, anything. Nah. With, but with that being said... I really hope it's just Roman and no interference. Just Roman and Jay just balls yeah. to the wall. Leave it out. It'll probably interference. I'm sure. Mm. I'm not. I don't get my hopes up for it for a clean match, but I hope it is. Yeah. And then I tweet before we get into the special prompt. I tweeted this. This is this is how I would want things to go. I said after that match or during the match, Solo should turn on Roman. Finally, but not side with Jimmy or Jay. Instead, him and Paul Heyman should go alone, be by themselves, make Paul Heyman his special counsel, then have Solo go on an insane power trip and rebellion against the whole Samoan family. That, or I always kind of wanted to see, like, maybe when Jimmy comes back, and we talked about this briefly, give Jimmy just a main event match with Roman, see what they're capable of. And maybe yeah, after okay. he, after you know, after his Roman has now beaten both Usos, mm -hmm. maybe that's when Solo turns on him. Because what you just said, maybe Roman does this, pushes his head, and then just pop gets him with the spike. The pop without be crazy, but yeah, I think Solo and Paul would be a great duo. And yeah. I, but I like I like that idea. Solo yeah. Solo just goes on his own. Yep. Well, that was that was in the SmackDown. We know that SummerSlam, we're getting the Tribal Combat match, and honestly, the SummerSlam card doesn't look too bad. It looks we're getting three trilogies, so. And I'm gonna be honest, one trilogy I couldn't care about. I don't even think the Brock and Cody thing is could be should be solidified as a trilogy. Like we had three matches, but were they really good matches? Backlash, I think, was better than Night of Champions. Just my opinion. Yeah. It's just a bit of a bit of a rushed ending. Yeah. All right. But, uh, this is where things get uh interesting. Special prompt time. So yeah, Mount we have Rushmore. Mount Rushmore wrestling. So uh for context, we were talking about this, and like Johnny said, we're going to do just a our first Mount Rushmore wrestling in general. Just in-ring work, legacy, promo, character, you name it, everything. And then we're just going to do our personal favorites. And I feel like, I mean, personal favorites, obviously, too. But when it comes to the Mount Rushmore, just my take, there is rarely a wrong answer when it comes to this. It really is subjective and relative because that's kind of the interesting thing about wrestling is you could pick a GOAT in basketball. You can argue LeBron and Michael Jordan. You can pick the GOAT quarterback and argue Tom Brady and Joe Montana, Pat Mahomes eventually. Mm -hmm. But wrestling is so broad. Joe Burrow eventually too. Yeah, uh, wrestling is so broad. You you can rarely pick one goat. A Mount Rushmore is already hard, but you can rarely pick 
mm. one goat. Like you could say Ric Flair, but then you're like, well, what about Hulk Hogan because of X, Y, Z? Like I won't say this person's name and who they were to me just out of respect. Yeah, I don't want to give too much about my personal life, but I once shared my Mount Rushmore with this person and they said that that was valid. But they said, and I quote, I cannot, cannot put Hulk Hogan on my Mount Rushmore because of what he did as a face and a heel in WWE and mm. WCW. And I was like, you know what? That's incredibly valid. He's not on my Mount Rushmore. That is a very good point. Mm-hmm. So I I just want to kind of share that and my thoughts on the Mount Rushmore. But anywho, here's my Mount Rushmore wrestling. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Stone Cold, John Cena. Bro, that's crazy because ours are ours are pretty close. Okay. Well, and the why for each of them, I don't, you know, don't have to go, I don't have to drag mm-hmm. it out. You can't get called Mr. WrestleMania and not be, you know, in the Mount Rushmore and not be top five all time, in my opinion. I mean, Sean was ahead of his time. Sean had the longevity. My very first WrestleMania, like we talked about, uh, one of our top 10 favorite matches last week, Sean was in the main event. That was his last match. Don't care about the other one that he came out of retirement. Sean was in that. Sean could, to quote Undertaker, Sean could put on a five-star match with a broomstick. I mean, yeah, Sean yeah. was that guy. I mean, all, all almost all of his WrestleMania matches are great. And championships he's won, character was great. Heel Sean is goaded, in my opinion. Heel Sean was better, in terms of character, was better than, like, 21st century Sean. The bad oh, attitude. For sure, yeah. Bad attitude Sean was awesome. Taker is my personal favorite, is my favorite wrestler of all time. I mean, Taker is loyal. He stayed relevant. He changed his character when necessary. Taker did what was best for business, but he was going to keep himself relevant in the process. Mm. Taker was the corner. Taker was never the face of an era, but he was the cornerstone of every era he was a part of. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he knew when to get back to the business. He knew when to make someone look good. Mm-hmm. I mean, loyal, Taker's right. Loyalty and respect goes a long way. Undefeated. He's not Mr. WrestleMania, but he's WrestleMania's phenom. Was undefeated. And even though the streak was broken, is never going to, no one's ever going to beat his record, get as many wins as WrestleMania as he did. Yeah. I mean, and, and it came to a point where Taker pretty much stole the show at WrestleMania for like 10 years straight. Mm-hmm. You know, and world champion, multiple titles, all that thing. And Taker really never needed a world title to look dominant, dominant. Steve was the face of the Attitude Era, at least what was one of the faces. He helped WWE beat WCW. It was a huge part of that. I mean, when that glass shattered, pop. No one's ever going to win three Royal Rumbles. Steve deserves to hold that record. And, you know, we kind of talked about with LA Knight, but like Steve can put on a great match. He he, ha- he has a five star match on his resume by Dave Meltzer with Bret Hart, but he just he was so over in the Attitude Era. I remember we briefly talked about this. I wish we could have experienced the Attitude Era. He was so over in the Attitude Era. Steve could have sneezed and gotten a pop. Literally, just every every he, he, it was just lightning in a bottle. And they took it and ran with it. I mean, Taker said it himself. He was like, if Sean wasn't going to do what he needed to do that night at WrestleMania 14, 
I want to make sure of it. He said, you were the guy at the time. And I think mean, about it, bro. It makes sense. The comparisons with LA Knight and Stone Cold. Yep. Like we, when's the last time we've seen these organic pops, you know? Nate. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and just... I mean, what else? Any Anything else that has happened since then, you're like, well, Austin did it first. And then finally John Cena just... Vince needed a new face, you know, Brock left, Rock left, and obviously Batista's up there too, you know, you know, the night of WrestleMania 21, but John stepped up, almost got fired, was a doctor of thugonomics, and then eventually just became the face of the WWE, and like, and yeah, he was Super Cena in like 2006, 2010, sure, but almost everything that John was a part of, it was great. And I mean, not all, and John eventually in like the mid to later years of his career, Added more moves to his set move set. Started proving haters wrong. John Cena doing sunset flips. Are you kidding me? Doing tornado DDTs. The yep. one suicide die that he did against Punk. J John continues to prove people wrong. Just prove people wrong. And the people are cheering for him now these past couple of years because we know that our legends are getting older. It gets to a point where it's like, all right, we got to start cheering for him because we know they're going to be gone. Facts. You know, just... There's a reason he was picked to have as many world title world title reigns as Ric Flair. He made the United States Championship prestigious again back in 2015. One of the best matches, main events of all time against The Rock at WrestleMania 28. I mean, he's main evented WrestleMania numerous times, rightfully so. And the Make-A-Wish Kids record that he holds, that's just a testament to him as a person. Facts. So. I kind of rambled a little bit, probably missing some no, points, but, but that, that is my Mount Rushmore wrestling and why. But so mine, Steve Austin, Rock, Cena, Taker. Steve Austin, yeah, yeah the same reason you said face the attitude era. If if we're talking about greatest stories, lines of all time, him versus Big Man, bro, like. That's the bar, bro. That's literally what the bloodline is trying to replicate. You know what I mean? In terms of like 100%. wanting to see the product every single week. You know what I mean? Right. And like when you when you think about who is a person who does not care about anything, opinions or anything, it is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He didn't care about what people thought. He was him. He drank his beer. He rode his four-wheeler. He was the epitome of at the attitude era. There would be no attitude era without Stone Cold. And then What's... The Rock. Were you about to say? I was just saying I didn't want to cut you off, but I you know I tweeted, I said, LA Knight, yeah, is the next what? What? But yes. again, back to my point, Steve did it first. Yep. Yep. The Rock. I said the Rock because, bro, the the way he was able to reinvent himself. Going from Rocky Maivia, not getting anything, getting the Rocky Sucks chance, ride, die, die, Rocky, die. He joined the Nation of Domination, and then he became what we know as now The Rock. And him, the thing was, bro, he was only on top. Him and Steve, bro, they were not on top for that long. But when they were on top, they were on top. And Rock got out of it, went to Hollywood. And he's became literally part of the reason he's on here is because he's literally one of the most famous people in the world, bro. 
like what he's been able to do outside of WWE is still insane. Like, and I don't think he's done with WWE. I feel like we're still going to get one more Rock match at least, bro. Like, at least down the line, I feel like we are. Because The Rock is all about making money, bro. Like, he's not going to sit at home with no one writing movies soon, like, for so long. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Rock. And then we have Cena. Bro, he's John Cena. He literally is the face of my childhood. Like, the face of WWE. Like, when you think of WWE in the two thousand mid-2000s, in 2010, it's John Cena. And the fact that he was able to stay on top for so long without really changing who he was, bro, the baby face. Of course, he gets boots and stuff, but the fact that he was face of the company for that long, he wore jorts. He never changed any anything how he looked, bro. He was he was cookie-cutter John Cena, and he still got over that. That's crazy. And then Taker. What, it, what you said about Taker, everything, you hit almost everything. The thing I want to take on, he never broke character. Like... Like, now we see a lot of people breaking character because social media and stuff, which is understandable. Like, people can't stay in character 24-7. But, like, because we also have a, a more of a fan base who's aware of what goes on and stuff. But back then, bro, like, Taker, he would wear all black everywhere he went, even when he wasn't in the ring, bro, just traveling, all black, all black. And so people would, like, he wanted people to think that he was the Undertaker 24-7. And the fact that he never broke character, he would, and he, Taker, like you said, was loyal. Like, he knew what he, he knew his body was, like, couldn't take another match. Boy, did he do, had another match. I watched the documentary they did on him, bro. He would literally have to get, like, surgeries after every single one of his WrestleMania matches, dude. And he would do that just for that 30 minutes to an hour of, of wrestling, just for us, bro. Like, he loved the business so much. He was so loyal to Miss McMahon. Like, it's it's crazy what he's done, but yeah, that's that's I'm not gonna go crazy. That's mine. I just to kind of just because our list was actually very very similar, with the exception of Rock. Yeah. I mean, you know, just yeah. I mean, his commitment, Taker's commitment, is just so crazy. And I mean, it's honestly pretty inspiring. I don't know how much you know, but like he talked about it on Steve's podcast of how when he was at WCW first, and mm -hmm. you know, and they said he got let go, and they said, "Kid, you're a great athlete." But no one's gonna pay to watch you wrestle. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and then he got boy, did they put them wrong? Vince said it himself. The Undertaker is his greatest creation. Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. character is his greatest creation, and and he took it. Taker Taker took it and ran with it. I mean, mm -hmm. his Hall of Fame speech. If Taker retired ten years sooner, he still would have gotten the ovation that he did. Bro, you know, and just dude. when he talked about how in 95, when WWF was doing terrible, and they're like, mm -hmm. did you think about going to WCW? And he said, no. He said, if this ship was sinking, I was going down with Vince. Yeah. I mean, just, I teared up and it hit when they, when they wrote, Bro, gave him the information. And, and to your point, I mean, like he said in his Hall of Fame speech, he was like, us, the fans were sometimes his reason for doing mm -hmm. a match. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, put some respect on us wrestling fans, bro. We're pretty passionate, so. Bro, we're you know. very passionate. Right. Yeah, and just everything you said about John and Steve, right on the money. Uh, I wanted just to address Rock. I, I completely respect your pick. I just want to say why I don't have him on my route mowers more. Mm -hmm. Not trying to hate. Wayne, super charismatic, 
great on the mic, always has been. I just don't know if he would have been as successful without his family in the business. Because his dad, Rocky Johnson, yeah, was, Rocky was Johnson, in the business yeah. too. And then also and Peter, Peter Maivia. Maivia. Yeah. I still feel like like of course he got in because of his dad and his his grandfather. But like he had like he they gave him this chance. He was literally gonna get he's probably gonna get fired if nothing right. changed. But the fact that he was able to reinvent himself and become what he is, I still feel like he would have he would have done the same. And, and that's fair. I guess like his own charisma comes from him. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't uh -huh. come from his family, but that's just something that kind of held me back. And don't get me wrong, all the respect in the world for the Anawahi family and yeah, just yeah, the yeah, Simones, yeah. Simones in general. I mean, like it runs deep, but mm -hmm. just for me, I was like, would he have been as successful? I guess it's kind of like yeah. the same thing with Randy Orton. Thank Randy Orton's a third. Yeah, I mean, even Roman, bro. Like, think about if the Simone dynasty wasn't as big as it is. Like, right. with the, these people, probably they probably just wouldn't be as big as they are, you know? Right. Yeah. But anywho, um, to get the personal favorites, and half of my list is already on my personal favorites anyway. Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. I and just I think I may have already said it, but just you know, on a previous episode, but just very quick. Very first time I watched WWE was the SmackDown right before 2010 Elimination Chamber. That's the first pay-per-view I ever watched. And Taker, he he did this to Batista, um, and rolled his eyes, and it it it, it scared me as a kid, but it intrigued yeah. me too. And just everything I've already said. I mean, there there was a certain point in his career where Taker could put on a good match with anybody as well. Mm -hmm. With the exception of Giant Gonzalez, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but, no, but with the exception, yeah. with the exception of him, and I mean, but Taker just Taker was that guy. He was the locker room leader. Yeah, I I gotta put John on my favorites on Mount Rushmore just because, like you, was a part of my childhood as well. Mm -hmm. And like I I say I feel like I've said this a thousand times. When I first started watching wrestling as a kid, I was very black and white. Well, John was always the good guy. Randy turned heel a couple times. But John was always the good guy. So I always liked John consistently. There were times I did not like Randy York. And this is where it gets tough. I think I actually will go with Randy. That's I, very I, understandable. Yeah, I mean, same, I mean, Randy was a part of my childhood too. I think I go Randy over Triple H. Love Hunter. But Randy just wrestled full time longer, so he was a part of my childhood longer before Hunter eventually transitioned over to part time. Mm. I remember as a kid going to Hell in a Cell 2010. Looking back on it, the pay per view sucked, but just seeing Hell in a Cell as a kid was mesmerizing. And when Randy Orton beat Sheamus, he got on top of the cell and looked in our direction where we were, holding yeah. the WWE Championship and celebrating. And just as a kid, I was like, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. It's very cool to see. I mean, and, and JBL was right. You craft a sports entertainer, a wrestler, you get Randy Orton. Triple H is right. Randy has it all. He's always had it all. Yeah. I like to compare Randy and John, like their rivalry and relationship to like Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. And some people mm -hmm. argue that Randy Savage is better than Hogan. 
you could argue that Randy's better than John. Yeah. You know, 14-time world champion, Grand Slam champion. I mean, don't even have to say any of that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I think I'll honest to God have to go with Roman. And I'll go with Roman just because of the shield at one point in my childhood. Okay. And when I got back into wrestling about 2015, that's when the push for Roman to be the next face of the company started. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just Roman's roller coaster of a career yeah. at that point was just like eighth grade high school and then during covid of college freshman year when mm-hmm. he returned at SummerSlam and became the heel and tribal chief what he always should have been that's just kind of been just parts of my life you know this the latter half of my of me like in wrestling so i mean what roman has done at the tribal chief has been phenomenal so that's probably my mount rushmore when it comes to my all-time favorites all right cool bro yeah i i can see Randy, yeah. Randy, you can argue, like you said, better than John Cena because he also was a face and a heel. I mean, Randy's one of the best heels of all time. Right. Yeah. But my list, Jeff Hardy, Batista. Mm. And then these last two are kind of, you're going to be like, bro, like Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I, I can see that. And then my last one, he's like, he's still, he hasn't even hit his prime yet to me, Adam Cole. Oh, that's, I think that's actually about a list. Jeff Hardy, because, bro, he literally is the reason why I am now. Like, bro, Jeff Hardy shaped my style, the piercings, the dyed hair. Like, bro, he's literally, my childhood was Jeff Hardy. I idolized wanting to be like Jeff Hardy growing up. And that's really all I got to say for that. Like, he is the, he is the, when I think of wrestling as a child, my childhood, bro, Jeff Hardy's number one. Like, seeing him finally get that world, uh, WWE Championship victory and world championship victory, bro, nothing can beat that for me, bro. Like, him beating Triple H and um, Edge at Armageddon, dude, it's crazy. Batista. Batista, because, Obviously, what he was able to do in Evolution, but then what he was able to do after Evolution. Like, he was put in Evolution, same with Randy. But then after Evolution, he was able to beat Triple H and then become one of the greatest world champions of all time. And also because, obviously, what he's been able to do after WWE, continue his career in Hollywood and everything. But, bro, like, when I think of Batista, bro, Batista, before he started wrestling, he was a bodybuilder. He was a bodybuilder and a bouncer. I'm a bodybuilder. So, like, I was always not, like, I feel like part of the reason why I like wrestling or bodybuilding is because growing up, bro, like, seeing Batista on your TV, like, bro, his physique was, he has one of the best wrestling physiques of all time. He was, they called him the animal for a reason. And he could not only be a strength guy, but, bro, Batista is underrated in his his agility, dude. Like he can move fast in the ring. And for him to just for him to leave the way he did, come back, and the whole thing he did with Triple H and the give me what I want, give me what I want. Like, bro, that is even though it wasn't great when we when we saw it, now I look back on it like bro, it's it's gold, even if it even if it is like funny-ish. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to hate, but he said that all a lot because he forgot his lines. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And then Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph Ziggler to me is the biggest what if in WB history. I believe Dolph Ziggler could have been the next HBK. Dolph Ziggler, one of the best pure wrestlers ever. He's the best seller in my eyes. But him, Brock, Shawn Michaels, best sellers ever. And even for him to take the super kick and perfect it the way he did, obviously it's not an HBK level. But I just feel like he never got the push he deserves. And the fact that he's just like, and I think that he's like, he's honestly just okay with that now, which is fine. You know, he's getting the check. But I feel like if WWE capitalized on him, bro, he could have been one of the best ever. And then the last one, Adam Cole, baby. When I first saw Adam Cole, yep. When I first saw Adam Cole, bro, I haven't been this captivated by a wrestler since Jeff Hardy. Where like I wanted to learn everything about all their old matches, all their old uh like promotions and stuff. Like I went back and watched Bullet Club Adam Cole, New Japan Adam Cole, Ring of Honor Adam Cole, uh when he was with Johnny Gargano at one point in a tag team. All right, cool, because my uh my um speaker changed. Yeah. Okay, there we go, there we go, there we go. Yeah. My headphones died, so there you go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. My headphones died, so the speaker changed to my computer. That's very Adam Cole, like the he came to NXT, he was in my eyes, he's I want to say the greatest NXT champion ever, bro. Like, with Undisputed Era, he, Adam Cole, to me, is the best Adam Cole. For him to say, for him to leave WWE and go to AEW. And at first, I was like, "Uh, I don't know if he's going to last in AEW. But now, bro, he's finally getting his glory and getting everything he deserves. And he's just a great wrestler in the ring. He's great on the mic. He can stand toe-to-toe with anyone. Like he said, bro, happy. These wrestlers can't lace his boots, bro. Things he does in the ring is are, are insane. I just think he hasn't hit the peak of what he can be. And I feel like he's going to end up being on the same talks as, like, Shawn Michael one day, bro. But, yeah, I don't want to get too crazy in that. But that's my list. And that's it, man. Well, yeah, so we're about to run out of time. But uh, that is our Mount Rushmore of all time and our personal favorites. Thank you guys again for watching us. Uh, follow us down below on our social media below the youtube video listen to us on spotify and apple Podcasts. we're everywhere for you guys and thank god for wrestling yep the spotify and uh apple Podcasts will be up as soon as possible and then the visuals will come later but we like to we want to do both ways because we know some people don't like to watch a full podcast on youtube which is understandable but yeah man follow us on like we said instagram at thank god for wrestling pod And thank God for wrestling, man. Thank you guys for another episode.